BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, August 1st. We are officially in the month of August, which means there will be preseason football this month. Very exciting stuff if you're an NFL fan, if you're a Jaguars fan, of course. Jaguars training camp, day six in the books. It was a fun day out there. First day of full pads for the Jaguars during this 2023 training camp. So a lot to get into. But first, please like and subscribe if you enjoy the content here. You can also hit the notification bell so you don't miss a show. If you want to support the channel even further, you can check out ginjack.com shop, pick up some new Duval gear. It is the final day to pre-order our Duval 1995 throwback, which is now printed on comfort colors tees for a nice 90s style uh, fit and look there. That's ginjack.com shop. Really appreciate y'all tuning in and supporting the channel means the world to me. So let's get into everything from Jaguars training camp day six, which again was the first day of full pads. The Jaguars announced eight coaching hires through the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship, including Paul Spicer, Jordan Todman, Jeremy Harris, some familiar names there. Uh, Jaguars fans will obviously know them. Those coaches will be with the team through the end of training camp. And it's uh, an opportunity for them to just get into an NFL building work with an NFL staff and get some exposure and potentially uh, sign on as a, a, a permanent fixture in the organization or potentially somewhere else. So that's a great uh, situation they have going on there. Andre Cisco is going to be day-to-day. He participated in some of the, the periods today, but not all of them, not the team stuff. Um, dealing with just a minor injury there. Anton Harrison and Calvin Ridley both stopped practicing early today. Anton Harrison told um, D-Rock from ESPN he has some shoulder soreness and it's not serious. We saw Calvin Ridley walking around uh, at the end of practice, so it looks like he's okay as well. Don't want to speculate too much. We should get updates from Doug Peterson tomorrow morning on both of those injuries. Obviously, two of the most important players for the Jaguars in 2023. Anton Harrison, a rookie, expected to come in and start at right tackle. Calvin Ridley the biggest addition to the roster, bar none, a wide receiver one, a true alpha in that room. We'll find out more about that tomorrow. Um, Getting into what we did see on the field today, Devon Hamilton, he was back out there with the team. He had missed some team uh, periods over the last couple days. He was back out there, so good to see him full go again. Um, Dabo Sweeney, Trevor Lawrence's college head coach from Clemson, was out there. It was a star-studded lineup of attendees at Jaguars practice today. Takeo Spikes was out there, former linebacker. Tony Vaselli, Leon Searcy, 
best bookends this this team has ever had at tackle. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Rick Spielman as well. Pete Prisco was out there. So a lot of big names out there watching the Jaguars practice. Um, they started off with Brandon McManus and special teams in uh, the team drills. Three of five on his field goal attempts today. Obviously not his best effort there. I wouldn't sweat it. Both misses were very close. If you were at training camp last year, a miss was liable to hit you in the head no matter where you were. Uh, so I would not sweat Brandon McManus uh, missing a couple kicks there. Not a big deal. But you do want to see him rebound uh, moving forward through the rest of the week. There was a lot of red zone work today uh, for the offense and defense. We'll go ahead and get into it, and we'll we'll cap everything off with Trevor Lawrence talk at the end, the first-team offense. But I want to start with Antonio Johnson here. Second interception of training camp for Antonio Johnson. Uh, so for me, the way he's playing looks really good. Obviously, he's a guy that was really effective covering the slot in a zone role, kind of off zone role at Texas A&M. Um, so can you continue to see him do that in Jacksonville? So far, everything's looking pretty good. He kind of jumped a route on the goal line today uh, from C.J. Beathard there, I believe. It was not Trevor. It was either C.J. or Nathan Rourke. But jumped that route, hauled in the football, took it back the other way. It was awesome to see him get his second interception of camp. So I think when you look at the competition for reps in the secondary, uh, at nickel specifically, which there's different roles for nickel, right? You can have a big safety covering tight ends, covering jumbo slots. You can have a corner, a smaller corner covering those speedier, shiftier slot receivers. Um, Herndon is still running with the ones, right? Trey Herndon is. But I think the young guys, Antonio Johnson, Eric Hallett, Gregory Jr., you should continue to monitor that situation because maybe they're going to be fighting for some reps at some point, whether it's the beginning of the season, whether it's at some point in the season. I think those guys are showing some signs that they have the ability to play in this league at a high level. And Eric Hallett, he had his first interception of camp today um, and four on four kind of um, a different sort of drill that than we've seen so far throughout training camp. It's usually if you're in a team team segment, you've got either 7-on-7 or 11-on-11, but it was kind of 4-on-4, four defenders versus three receivers in the quarterback type situation. Um, Eric Hallett picked off Trevor Lawrence, jumped a short route, and was was off to the races the other way. Um, Really good play on the ball and made a really nice PBU in the end zone later on in practice. So I think Eric Hallett had a really good day for himself, starting to show why the Jaguars valued him um, and starting to show some of what you saw in his tape at Pittsburgh. Garrett Prince, I mean, goodness. Three more touchdown receptions today in red zone work for Garrett Prince. Uh, he looked really good. He's catching everything thrown his way. He's um, he's very athletic. He's got a nice frame. And you saw him be able to adjust to the football a little bit today. There was one where um, tight coverage in the end zone. Beathard kind of put it behind him a little bit to avoid the coverage. And they showed some chemistry there, and and Prince was able to go get the football. Looked really good. Seth Williams has looked really athletic, uh, wide receiver out of Auburn last year. Who you know we've talked about the wide receiver room here on this channel. It is a really loaded room. It is it's going to be really hard to make the back end of this roster. But I wanted to give Seth Williams some love because he's been showing out the last few days. I think that he had a really good practice today. Um, showed some athleticism, showed some ball skills, the ability to really extend away from his body and come down with the football. Um, I, I liked what I saw from Seth Williams, who's kind of a, a bigger receiver than most of the guys on the Jaguars roster. Tank Bigsby, 
Uh, you, you saw the pads come on today, as I mentioned, for the first time, full pads. So there's a little bit more hitting, a little bit more contact involved. He just looks super tough running inside the tackles, man. A load to bring down. Had a couple nice touchdown runs running between the tackles um, in red zone work. So I think you're going to see him, as the season goes on, get more and more work in that regard. You know, that tough yardage situations, whether it's in the red zone, whether it's short yardage, if they want to pound the ball up the gut, I think Tank Bigsby is their best option. And now they're going to try to keep teams on their toes. They're not just going to send in Tank Bigsby only to run it up the gut. They're not going to just have Travis Etienne only running the outside stuff. You're going to mix it up. But I think Tank Bigsby gives you a really good option when it comes to the tough yardage stuff. Uh, Jamichael Hasty had a couple nice touchdown runs. One was up the gut where it was just a nice little easy touchdown run for him from Trevor Lawrence. A uh, handoff from Trevor from the gun. There was no one really there to uh, account for Jamichael Hasty. And then another one was on a toss play. So he looked good today. He's obviously going to be on the roster. He's a guy that brings a lot of value. Um, Travis Etienne had a nice touchdown run to the outside, as I mentioned. He is a better outside zone type runner. You want to get him in space with his speed and athleticism, um, and he showed that off on that run. Jamal Agnew had a nice one, um, followed his blocks really well. Looked like there was space to the outside, but instead of just sprinting for the, the pylon, uh, Jamal Agnew, he decided to follow his blockers, and they did a good job and, and guided him right into the end zone on a sweep there. You love to see that. Caleb Johnson, a linebacker, fighting to make this roster. There's a ton of linebackers um, that are trying to make a few spots on this roster, obviously. You have Devin Lloyd. You have Chad Muma and Foye Luke and locked in. You've got Ventrell Miller competing. You've got Shaq Quarterman competing and Caleb Johnson as well. And he picked off C.J. Beathard for her, his first interception of camp. Um, you, you really like to see that. Did see Oliver Martin wanted to give him a little shout out. He scored a touchdown in red zone work from CJ Beathard, actually from Nathan Rourke. That one was Kevin Austin. He had another long touchdown catch today. He's continuing to kind of put up some numbers, be impressive. So you like to see that from him, uh, an undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame that had a ton of hype on him in 2022. Britton Strange, Jaguar second round pick. He continues to catch everything thrown his way. Started to see the defensive line be able to assert themselves a little bit more in 11-on-11 with the pads coming on, the physicality ramping up. Roy Robertson-Harris was making his present felt. He's a mismatch versus a lot of guards. Uh, Trayvon Walker, he had a huge run stuff where he was just in the backfield as soon as the handoff was made. Um, Josh Allen continues to apply pressure at a high level. Really like to see that from all those guys. And uh, we'll cap it off here talking about what we saw from Trevor Lawrence in red zone work, which was the primary focus of the day on day six for the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Um, he was going for some high, de- high degree of difficulty throws in the red zone. Uh, so you saw a couple misses there on, on some stuff that was just really low percentage um, throws there. And then you also see when you're in the red zone, the completion percentage as a whole, it's just not going to be quite as high as it would be w- when you're talking about going from the 20 to the 20. Um, because the the areas are condensed, the windows are condensed, it's just more difficult to complete passes in the red zone. He finished the day 11 of 19 in red zone work with seven touchdown passes, a lot of great throws. I said he was going for some high degree of difficulty ones. He was able to land a few of those as well, as well as missing a couple. He and Zay Jones hooked up on four touchdown connections. He hit Kirk for one, had Ingram on a couple touchdowns as well. Um, I thought he looked really good overall in red zone. Of course, you're not going to see 
the the high efficiency numbers, the completing 70 or 80% of your passes when you're talking about red zone work. If you do see that, you're either playing against a really terrible defense or you're just going for the checkdowns and you're not really getting in the end zone. When you throw seven touchdown passes on 19 red zone attempts, I think that's pretty damn impressive overall. And you saw some staunch defense from some guys. Um, as I mentioned, Eric Hallett was able to break up a pass in the red zone. You saw um, Chad Muma. Broke one up, um, almost w- was able to come down with a one-handed interception. It was a tight window throw. Trevor Lawrence trying to squeeze it in there to Tank Bigsby. Chad Muma was able to shut that down. You saw Dewey Wingard get there on a PBU against Evan Ingram. You saw Rayshon Jenkins in tight coverage quite a bit. Uh, you saw him throw one a little bit too high for for Garrett Prince. You also saw him... Uh, throw one where it was just a little bit too far out of bounds for Seth Williams to come down with it. Seth Williams laid out for it, looked impressive in doing so, but they just weren't quite able to connect on it. But again, the four touchdown passes to Zay Jones were all all really pretty. Uh, you had a one-handed catch from Zay where Trevor put it in the only place that, that Zay could get it. The defender was kind of draped all over him, and uh, Zay was the only one who could get it there. Really nice ball placement. But yeah, overall, good day for the offense, competitive day from both sides. Obviously, you're going to want to monitor what's going on with Anton Harrison and Calvin Ridley, make sure they're doing okay. Two critical pieces for the Jaguars. Doesn't look like it's going to be anything big for either of those guys, but we'll learn more tomorrow from Doug Peterson when he meets with the media in the morning. But that'll do it. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, follow Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy the content. And again, if you want to check out genjag.com slash shop, pick up some Duval gear. Final day to pre-order that Duval 1995 throwback. Really appreciate y'all. Have a good one.